Welcome to the Orthodontics and Summary Podcast, where Farouk brings you the key points and understanding of orthodontic webinars, conferences, and papers in a concise podcast with your host, Farouk Ahmed. Hello all, and welcome to another episode. Today, we're having a look at the lecture entitled Open Bite, Are We Treating the Right Cases? This was by Flavia Artisi as part of the Power to Reason series. Flavia's lecture focused on the tongue position and its management of it. She described the etiology of the tongue being positioned anteriorly. She described it's the rest position that was most important, because in function of swallowing, there's low intensity and low duration, so no consequence to tooth position. So she described what is a normal position for the tongue to occupy, and that is behind the upper incisors. It's not only in the anterior-posterior direction, but also in the vertical position as well. If it's behind the upper incisors, it allows development of the maxilla, as well as ideal inclination for the upper incisors. Now, the treatment of the anteriorly positioned tongue depends on where the tongue actually lies in its vertical relationship as well. She described the treatment to manage this follows Prophet's equilibrium theory. Form follows function and correcting the position of the tongue results in the teeth going back to the ideal position and resolving the anterior open bite. So she described four positions that the tongue can occupy. The tongue can be high, with the open sizes are proclined. The tongue can be anterior, so ideal in the vertical direction, but horizontal. The tongue can be low, so it's no longer maintaining the transverse relationship of the maxilla. We get a constriction and a very low position. This is where we get two occlusal planes and it relates to severe anterior open bites. So they describe the two forms of treatment for these cases. One is that of using a palatal crib, which allows vertical and anterior posterior changes. So what is it? Well, it's an upper arch appliance with the loops on. This results in lowering the tongue and is suited to the case where the tongue is high or in that horizontal position. The second treatment is that of a tongue spur. This allows vertical change by raising the position of the tongue and also retracts the tongue as well, that AP change. What is this appliance? Well, it's something on the lower arch which has spikes on it and it can be fixed directly to the teeth or be part of something like a lingual arch. The key thing is that one millimetre of the spur goes over the incisal edge to stop the tongue invading the space. And this leads on to the question, do these appliances change the tongue position? Well, looking at the evidence, we know that there's less AP positioning of the tongue in a forward direction when tongue spurs are used, and that was a paper by Schwarzecker in 1995. The next question is, well, how does that work? Well, it affects the reflex arch. The idea that the tongue makes contact with either either the crib or the spur, there is some pain which is elicited. The tongue is naturally pulled back, and that changes the pattern of positioning of the tongue from a pattern of behavior sense. The next question is, does it hurt? Well, when we've looked at the visual analog scale, it shows that actually it's relatively small on a scale of 0 to 10, with featuring at 0 to 2, both for upper and lower spurs. Also, what's interesting is that the resultant force of the tongue is actually reduced by using palatal cribs by Tazden in 2010. So how does this work when it comes to clinical protocol? 
Well, for high or horizontal tongue position, there are fixed palatal cribs put in during the mixed dentition, and it stays throughout that process. For low or very low tongue position, there is actual rapid maxillary expansion that's carried out first. The question is why? Well, we know there's a transverse discrepancy due to the tongue being lower and it being part of the development of the transverse dimension. By Osbeck 2009, he showed that RME actually helps to raise the tongue position. Again, it's carried out during the mixed dentition. The tongue spurs are put in place and maintained there until the subsequent permanent teeth erupt. The question follows how is this retained? Well, we understand that there is an instability associated with anterior open bites, especially the etiology reinserts. So Flavia spoke about this really well and described going from one stage to two stages when it comes to managing these patients. They have the myofunctional appliance, the tongue spur or the crib. During the transition to fixed appliances at the end of their mixed dentition stage, there's a period of cessation, a period of waiting and seeing what happens. And if the anterior open bite reasserts, we know it's not stable. If it remains stable, we know we've cracked this case. Looking at the literature, the systematic review by Greenlee, which showed that actually myofunctional appliances had less relapse when compared to dental management at 25% relapse, skeletal management at 18%, and myofunctional were between 0 and 17%. We also know that the quality of life significantly improves for patients who have anterior open bites and have it resolved. And that's by more than 10% improvement on the oral health-related quality of life by Pithon in 2019. So what are the conclusions from this particular lecture? Well, it's that palatal cribs and tongue spurs are effective at managing anterior open bites in the mixed dentition, where the etiology is the anterior position of the tongue. However, stability really depends on where the tongue is placed long-term. Thank you for listening to this episode of Orthodontics in Summary. Please do subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode.